1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City.
2: Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to your Sunday night with Speed City. Yeah,
0: baby. Christmas is coming.
2: <laughs> Christmas came early about a week ago at Formula One, but yeah, we got a lot to talk about, boys. <laughs>
0: Didn't for Mercedes. <laughs> yeah, it
3: yeah.
2: Hey, for the fans, it came early. This is John Massengill, sitting in the studio with Jonathan Green and Les Kaiser. Uh, gentlemen, I think I want to start there. I want to start with Formula One last week. I mean, there's. it feels like it's been about three weeks. There's been so, so much, much discussion. Yeah. But I want to give our take on what happened. We've heard everybody's take on the planet, and it's all simmered down. Mercedes has withdrawn their final appeal and everything. But but I'm going to start with you, Jonathan. All right. Um, uh, I mean, there's, there's, let's, let me preface this. You and I and Les all agree with one thing. Formula One is the pinnacle of motorsports. We want our technology the best. We want the fastest cars. We want the best drivers. We also want the best rules and the most logical, fair, a consistency consistent. of those rules. Right. Yeah. That's the that's the, to me the most important thing. So I'll just set it up with that.
0: Yeah. I, in now, I've had a really good look at it and obviously listened to everybody's opinion on it. And I, I have worked you know, pretty round the clock to, to try to see. I mean, I think we called it right at the time um, in the post show uh, afterwards. Uh, we were all elated that we got a last lap um piece of sport, as as uh, Michael Massey said to Toto, hey, this is a motor race, and he wants to finish under uh, under green conditions. There isn't the possibility of a, a green-white checker, as they do in both NASCAR, Trans Am, and in fact, most, most American sports, uh, motorsports, um, because of the fuel situation. Right, explain that, though. Green, so, okay, basically they fuel these cars to an inch of their life, as it were, so that you just cough and splutter over the line, So you can't suddenly go, well, we'll do an extra two laps. Right. And a green flag, so you understand, you're you're under safety in NASCAR. You're going around and around, and they go, okay, we haven't got enough time, uh, so we're going to do a green-white checker, checker," which means it becomes the last. It's penultimate lap, but you're racing the penultimate lap. The next lap is the checker, even if you've run out of laps. Yeah, so we would have had... 6.4 6.4 miles. Nah, no, it's not to say that NASCAR don't I mean, run out of fuel. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like NASCAR can't run out of fuel, too, but generally they don't fuel them with it. You've got to have enough. Right. You've got to have a liter anyway to, for inspection. So, so make it two liters. Two yeah, liters. Yeah, exactly. Well, no,
3: you've got to have two liters because right. the team's going to keep one and FIA gets one
2: for their testing yeah. and analysis. Yeah. Dave O'Neill
3: that. uh, said that's kind of an insurance policy. And yeah. Dave O'Neill, former Hoss sporting director, is explaining that that's your insurance policy that. You draw two pints, two liters, so that they can do it. I'm ready for a pint, but anyway, you draw two liters. <laughs> well, if you go to the bar, I'll have one too. <laughs> Another they're all stat. Yeah, there we go. But uh, so you I see what you do. They draw there. two. Yeah, look at there. <laughs> that's quite good. So that's how you have that, and it's your own insurance policy. So you know the fuel is the same, mm. all of this kind of thing.
0: I, I mean, you ask my opinion, or you're asking. You know, I've explained what happened, right? And why he couldn't do the the green-white checker. So his choices were twofold, John. His choices were red flag it, giving everybody a chance to put new tyres on, not just Verstappen, uh, and also create the order that you want. And there's nothing wrong with letting the cars go through. It should have been all the cars, but... You know, on the fly, he, he made a decision time-wise to bring the safety car in and let him race. So, you know, uh, 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 there's, no, there's no saying he's not evil. Michael Massey was trying to make a motor race. And- but he hadn't seen what was going on. I mean, he hadn't because people are lobbying him, to see that in that time period, Verstappen had come in and got soft tires. We all knew more than he did. Yeah. Because we're watching, and, and he's being lobbied, which is wrong as well, by Toto and, you know, and everybody else. But meanwhile, he's trying to clear up a wreckage of Latifi's car yeah. and keep a million, millions of viewers entertained. So it's an impossible task. And everybody's safe amongst right. all
2: that wreckage and everything.
3: Right. And so, you know... You all but said it, what Michael Massey did is within his authority. Correct. He didn't break any rules. No. You know, uh, Bob Varsha was on with us, and he said, "You." and he's right. It was within the spirit of the sport. It was in something that you, can, you can't, you know, document every scenario for the rules. The important thing is you understand the spirit of the sport, what what the intent of the sport is, and most
0: specifically, what the product of the sport
3: is, which yeah. is racing.
0: Yeah. And the irony is, yeah, I mean, you was damned if he did. What, what? unfortunately, he. I mean, if that had happened with 30 laps to go, no one would have been probably that, that fast um, because Verstappen would have got ahead and maybe Hamilton would have fought him against uh, for another five laps or come in and got soft tires and then taken him on again. There's all sorts of permutations. It was just unfortunate that the decision he made meant that one person. So, in other words, there was two scenarios to finish the race. One was the one he did which was uh, effectively his own version of the green-white checker because it basically said, all right, we've got to bring the safety car in really quickly, so let's push through these cars before they even get round and just get them out of the way, and then Versappen will be second, uh, gloves off, race. Great, but he's gone in and checked the tyres. The other option would have been, by the rules on consistency, which is what you asked, he should have finished it under safety because there wasn't time for the full field to get round and therefore World Championship would have gone to Mercedes. And therefore, you can understand why Toto, and and they led most of the race. They got the start. I mean, if you look at the whole day, Lewis got the start, starting from second, won the start, got into the lead, pulled away, got a 13-second lead, and got thwarted in the end by both Checo holding him up, Yep. Uh and by the situation with Massey. So you've got a feel for Hamilton and Toto's hard, you know, hard luck story. But then again, you know, it's the evil, it's like Brady, it's like, oh yeah, def- deflate gate. We all went, oh, ah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. We're all in the toilets, deflating the ball because they're so successful. So, you know, I, I think I think there's a little bit of a touch of that.
3: Yeah, I think we- there's
0: I think there's some of that for sure. Okay.
3: But- okay, here we go. Good argument. It's weak. Oh, so what if Lewis led? We might
0: have to extend the show. Yeah, there we go.
3: So what if Lewis led the most laps in this final race? I'd knight him for it. <laughs> I, I was very confused when they announced that his
2: knighted. I was going, wait a minute, we already call him Sir Lewis Hamilton, and I was, I called you and I was like, wait a minute, he's he's already a sir. Is he, that's different from a knight? And what is all that? Well, it's the round table, and we're coming back. We're we're going to start doing, you know,
3: he gets the so, turkey leg.
2: So the only, I guess, I was trying to think, what's the equivalent of the United States? And I guess that's becoming a Kardashian? Is that the closest
0: uh, pretty thing? Pretty much,
3: yeah. Okay. I, I, and a and So a before West. he was just okay. half a Kardashian, but throwback <laughs> that, to an old that, show.
2: That is, a, that is another joke that goes back. All right, Alrighty, so. so
3: here's what I'm going <laughs> to, let me finish the lap count. Les is on. <laughs> Lewis he Hamilton. He seems to think
0: my argument is rubbish. Oh, yeah, I've just, that's right. I've just laid out all in of the de- scenarios. In
3: deciding who the champion is, should it be a guy that only led 297 laps? For the year or should it be the man who led no. 652 come with
0: the man i mean you can't look at it that way yes his stats were better we're, we're
3: giving him a season yeah championship yeah, we're well, not giving him a race win it was
0: equal points going into the last race hamilton had done enough to so, take the world title well
2: hey no not so because the rules are the rules the rules say you got this many points for this, you got this many points for this. I I, I can't argue I can't agree with that one. I gotta agree with Jonathan on that Listen, one. Listen, my Dallas Cowboys were robbed of a of a certain Super Bowl just a couple of years ago <laughs> on one catch. That was that's been about six How about years.
3: Them yeah It's <laughs> been about six years, believe it or not. Well that, that, about... you see
0: that's that's all the right. hurt. It feels like it was just <laughs> yesterday. All right.
3: That was all in jest and y'all took it. So great. Okay. Uh, no, I agree. The rules are the rules. He Massey was in his boundaries to make that call. i just
2: realized you're a walking billboard, Les Kaiser. Uh, we're saving that for the last segment. Okay, good. So there you go. Hey, I want to talk about, we're going to continue this discussion just a little bit more, but uh, don't forget we've got our interview with Logan
0: Sargent, an American yes. F2 driver now, but, Williams Academy driver. Yeah. And by the can I footnote, it's basically the whole thing is Murphy's Law. <laughs> That's how Verstappen won it. It's Murphy's all
3: about a blue ball over there on yeah. the ground. <laughs> Murphy's right here if
0: we want to
2: ask
3: him. The Labrador that is.
2: So yeah, we got. Uh, we did an interview with Logan.
0: Yes, and... we did. Very excited by that. Yes. Well, why don't we? Why don't we just for those who who weren't in the audience when we announced it, and that That's was right. exciting. Yeah. We actually announced Williams uh, uh, in you know with in in uh, in conjunction with Williams, we were live during the Formula One weekend at Austin, and if it, you weren't there. We told all 400,000 people, or everybody was there on Sunday, uh, or Saturday, I think it was. Yeah, it was um, Saturday. Yeah, that Logan Sargent had been picked up by the Formula One team, and he is now currently their academy driver, or one of their academy drivers. And that is big news, because he'll be doing simulator work. There's a chance he'll be doing some Friday drives. But more importantly, he finally got a chance to try a Formula One car, something he'd waited his whole life. Yeah,
2: and if you don't know Logan Sargent, he's an American. He's from Florida. He's 20 years old. Booker Ratan. Yep. Yeah. And he, uh, I mean, his career started, he was, he won the World Kart, the Karting World Championship mm-hmm. back in like 2015. He was the first American to do that since the 70s. And then he's worked his way up through, I mean, Formula 3, Formula Renault. He uh, he sh- he almost won in Formula 3 and yeah. FIA Formula 3, right? Or was it yeah, Formula 3 his, European? His uh, career, yeah. He, yeah. FIA F3, yeah. And he, um, I mean, he could have won that. And now he's... A Williams Academy driver and got to test drive the Williams car in Abu Dhabi, and I'm smiling because I'm s- remembering seeing his face in the interview we did over Zoom yeah. when he talked about his car and the the what it was like to drive a Formula One car. It's amazing. So we got all that coming up. Let's go ahead and take our first break, and when we come back, we will play our interview with Logan Sardin. You're listening to Speed City live from Austin, Texas. Back after these messages.
0: If you want to know where the path to Formula One and in Indy begins, it's three simple letters VRD vrd racing of atlanta georgia are dedicated to nurturing young single-seater drivers on their quest to the pinnacle of motorsport having just wrapped up the team's championship title in 2021 in the f4 u.s championship they also have programs in fr americas the all-new usf juniors and the road to indy vrd is the perfect environment for success to join the team drop them a dm on instagram at velocity underscore rd austin's talk
1: 1370 this is bob barsha commentator for sports cars barrett-jackson collector car auctions and more you're listening to speed city welcome back to the fastest hour in radio speed city all right welcome back to the show we're gonna play some
2: clips from uh, logan Sargent here in just a moment we caught up with him yesterday but i want to talk about the rest of the show too we are going to talk about each of us are going to talk about our favorite moments in motorsports from 2021 Mostly F1. As you guys know, we spend a lot of our time talking Formula One, and we do the Formula One pre- and post-shows on national radio every Grand Prix weekend. Got a little break from that, back to our Sunday night routine. And we're also going to—there's a few other stories in motorsport we're going to talk about uh, in the third and fourth segments of the show. But let's start. We've set up Logan Sargent, so we're going to go right into these clips because— We had a lot of fun with him. He's a, he's a smart young kid and it's really fun hearing an American talk about driving a Formula One car. It's been a while. So let's start with this, this first cut and it's, it's cut one and it's dream come true. Talking about his dream of driving a Formula One car.
4: From the moment you start racing, the goal is to to drive Formula One car. That's like bucket list stuff as a kid. Um, you know, a lot of people never even get the opportunity to say that, so it's a um, it's a big check mark, and um, it was a bit of re-motivation of where I want to get to. Um, so that that was a good feeling.
0: But it's it's been a hell of a week. Uh, not only were you testing the F1, but you've also been testing your F2 uh, car with Carlin, a team you know very very well.
4: Yeah, it's been a, it's been a busy five days. Um, even I mean, the F2 testing as well went very well uh as you said i've been with carl in the past so settled in really quickly i knew most i'm i knew most the the team already so that 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 made it quite easy and um yeah we got a lot of laps in and to be honest by the end i was tired of doing laps at yas marina so i'm ready to uh, get to (laughs) another track
2: (laughs) all right so let's look at the next clip uh the next one is what if we ask him uh what what is it like to drive the an F1 car for the very, very f- first Well you yeah, yeah
0: you asked him was it the braking was it the speed Yeah brake? I
2: asked him what was the what stood out the most you know going from F3 F2 to F1 it was it the braking the the cornering or the acceleration so let's hear from Logan Sargent again
4: Initially when you put your foot down the power is like you know pretty pretty awesome but that you actually adapt to quite quickly um I felt like Within a few laps, I was, you know, I was already, you know, familiarized with that. I think what what takes slightly longer is just being able to use the power and, or sorry, the downforce and grip. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely insane. The mid corner speeds are just insane. I it, that's the only word I have for it. Um, <laughs> it's all, you can't even describe it. The amount you you feel the whole force through your body. The G force is just out of out of this world.
0: <laughs> did it make you think about your physio and how much you're going to have to work on your neck and, and, and certain muscles or, or, or do you think you'd be up to speed fairly quickly?
4: Well, physically I I, I did. Okay. Uh, obviously, as you, as you said, the neck is the neck is the hardest part. Um, you know, obviously I'm, I'm going to continue to work my neck, um, not just for, for if I ever get that shot again, but also for F2, I'm just going to be in the best condition I can be. I think, the forces that you're pulling in a formula one car the only way to really really be on top of that is to to have many days in the car um you know i'll i'll obviously stay best as best prepared as i can but it's it's never going to be easy when it's when it's just sort of one-off one-off days
2: logan i want to think about i'm thinking about how you can stay connected with the american fans obviously through your social media and through williams have you had many requests from United States media yet, in terms of like television requests or, or anything?
4: Um, honestly, not yet. Um, and to be honest, I've been so busy lately; I haven't been on top of <laughs> on top of it all. I've just been pretty focused on what I what I've had in front of me. Obviously, going to your first F one day, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty full on. So that's sort of the only thing you're thinking about. Um, so yeah, I haven't been paying too much attention to it all.
0: Well, let's 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 for for the sake of the record, let's get let let's make sure that people listening to this know where to find you. Um, what give it give us a rundown of your social and Williams as well.
4: So my socials are just uh, Logan Sergeant. That's it. Uh, <laughs> all lowercase. Nothing nothing special about it. And uh, yeah, that's it. Cool.
2: Well, Logan, Sergeant, I know you're about to get on a plane. We're going to let you go. We really appreciate your time. We are going to be watching here from America, and we're going to have, uh, have you back as often as uh, the team
0: will allow.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Thank you, guys. I appreciate the support.
0: Have a great Christmas, my friend, and we're so looking forward to next season, and we'll be with you all the way.
4: Thank you so much. I'll be doing my best. All right, we still
2: got a couple of clips left. I know we were saying goodbye to him there, but we still got a couple of clips yeah. left. Um, but,
0: but that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and also, you know, I think it's a good time to, to kind of explain, you know, he really is a diamond in the rough. People don't know he, who he is because, like... Um, Alexander Rossi, when he was back at Caterham, same story. He moved to Europe after winning that uh, world title in karts. And so he grew up racing karts in Europe and, and in the world championship. And then he stayed. And he's going to be – there's another clip where he talks about his, how he's living in London and all the rest of it. So, um, you know, I always think that if you've spent the, the right amount of time, and he has, in Europe, then you've got a shot. Yeah. I
3: was – kind of using the opposite explanation that, talking to somebody about, well, why aren't the American kids coming, you know, why are they all going to IndyCar instead of Mm -hmm. going Formula One and and whatnot? And I said, well, let's talk NASCAR instead. And I said, most of the drivers coming into NASCAR are American because this is where the hottest development track is for NASCAR. Mm -hmm. And I said, yes, there are NASCAR affiliations around the world, but you don't have the concentration of talent in The NASCAR, you don't have the NASCAR shops, you don't have to the degree and intensity that sure. you do stateside, yeah. And I said, So it's it's really the same thing, but it's happening across the pond for Formula One and the feeder
0: series, yeah. And you've got it to be noticed, uh, for Formula One, which is based in the UK, uh, pretty much, uh, you've got to be racing over there. Um, I mean, it's fun. I'll, I'll, I'll add a footnote to you there's a kid called Jack Villeneuve racing in the European NASCAR series. Keep an eye on him. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. Let's play a couple more clips. The next one is I think you asked him this question, Johnny. You were talking about what was it like to be hanging out with the F1 drivers, and then what was well, he the... was on?
0: He, yeah, he was on the same track with Verstappen, right. Bottas.
2: His times were faster than some, some of those of them, guys. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we asked him that. <laughs> he did ninety two laps. And then looking into next year, let's play that clip, cut three, with the F1 drivers.
4: <laughs> it was a weird feeling just watching, watching all the current F1 drivers like on cool down laps, you know, blasting past you. <laughs> it's pretty insane. I'll bet. Hey Logan. So when do you think
2: that you'll be able to get into the car next year? Do you think it'll be a, a Friday at Miami would be a good one to me.
4: <laughs> In my backyard. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Um, obviously next year, the priority is going to be formula two. Um, I think, you know quite clearly it's still gonna have to come down to performing well in that and then hopefully uh another opportunity arises but um as of now nothing's confirmed so i just need to keep working towards it and hopefully get another another chance at it
0: since we spoke at uh the formula one weekend do you have a clearer idea now what you will be able to contribute to williams development in uh whether it be simulator work or you know just time in the garage
4: yeah for sure i think i think You know, having a 14-round calendar next year does limit me. Um, I'm going to be at most F1 rounds, you know, anyways, doing my own thing uh, in F2. I think the races that I'm not there, I'll be able to, as you said, do a lot of development, work on the sim, um, trying to do race support for them. And then hopefully get to a couple races where I can can watch from the garage and, and learn as much as I can.
2: Logan, so you could, like you said, you're going to be with the Carlin F2 team. And what are your expectations for next year? You know, all things considered, your first year in Formula 2. I know Carlin's been there, but, you know, I, what do you think you can – how high do you think you can finish, I guess is what I'm asking.
4: <laughs> well, going into every championship, you want to think you can win it. So, um, um you know, I obviously want to win, um, but I'm leaving expectations out. I'm just gonna simply go in and um and do the best I can and hopefully that that leaves us in a good position.
2: All right. So we got a couple more I wanna play here. This next one is we asked him about he came really close to winning the F three FIA F3, but in the,
0: a weird way, it's a good thing. He, I know he's had a strange run to. Hit. I mean, a winding it, it all, road. A as winding road. It. Yeah. yeah. Well, because it, it almost fizzled out at the end of yep. last year. He didn't have a drive, and everybody was like, well, "Is this? Is this the end of the road for Logan Sargent? Because he'd been with Prima um, in F3, and that's the top team. Um, he was. I think he was. I, I can't remember. No, I don't think. He, no, he, that's right. And one of the comments by Williams' uh, boss was. What they, what, it was the perfect storm. He hadn't got an academy drive with anybody, and part of the reason why he's been picked up now is that he wasn't connected to a Red Bull Junior program or a, you know, a Ferrari Junior program. So he's been lucky at the right time, but it's been a, it's a been a long he road. Was,
2: he was too good to ignore. I think his performances were too good. Yeah. All right. Well, let's hear this. Uh, this cut forward where he uh, talks about almost winning the F three championship.
4: Sure. I mean, everything plays out the way it does for a reason um, even if I won that year in F3, you know, I wouldn't have been able to have the opportunity of doing F3 again, um, as it's, as once you win a championship, you're, you're, you're no longer eligible to do it, and I wouldn't, I would have still been in the same position, right, I wouldn't have been able to move to F2, so in hindsight, maybe it was a good thing I didn't win, and, um, it sort of gave me an extra year to, to sort things out, and, um, it's all lined up very well for me, so, you know things happen in weird ways, but um, just gonna make the most of what's coming.
0: Logan, our audience are just learning more about you. We kind of felt like we introduced you to a lot of fans at the U.S. Grand Prix. But tell us about you, your setup. I mean, obviously Williams is in the heart of the countryside of of England. Um, you've obviously been in Europe for a while. What's your setup? Where do you live? What you know? What what's your, what's your personal life like now? Where where are you based?
4: So the whole family's in Florida. Uh, we have our home there, but, um, for me, it's going to be, it's going to be in London. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in the process of getting my, my visa finalized and you know, I'm going to get a place West London, close to the airport, uh, close to Williams. And, um, it's a good little setup for me. Um, to be honest, when I'm home, I don't, I don't go out, you know, a whole lot. I, I just, I tend to stick to myself and, um, and do my job.
2: <laughs> okay. Last clip. Is we talk about Miami, and he's had a pretty interesting story about Miami because he's from Florida, right? Yeah, he's from the area, of... but he grew up karting
0: all around Florida,
2: right? And so he'll tell us exactly where he grew up karting. Let's hear uh, this Miami
4: cut. It's fantastic. I I remember I've I've raced on those parking lots since I was a kid, so it's literally the same the same place I've been racing uh, as a kid. So um, it's it is the most home track you can possibly get.
2: Look, and I got to ask you about the momentum, speaking of Miami and, and here in Austin, the momentum that the United States fan base seems to be, seems to have right now with Formula One, it's really amazing. With Miami being sold out, COTA having 400,000 people and the Netflix series, it's, it's really amazing and good timing for you.
4: Yeah, really good. I mean, even I was at that, you know, in that Austin weekend, seeing the crowd and uh, getting really involved. It was pretty cool to see as well. Um. I don't think, you know, I think it's bigger than ever in America. And I think that's, you know, that's a massive positive for me. Um, I feel the momentum, but in the end of the day, it's still a performance-based, a performance-based sport. So it's going to come down to performing next year in F2. And then hopefully um, that gives me a path for the future.
0: Logan, you've had a hell of a week and you're still in Abu Dhabi. So while everybody else has moved on and, you know, uh, kind of, Said the season's over. You're still at it, but do you get to get some downtime over Christmas? When will you be back, uh, back to Grove and and back into the groove, as it were?
4: So I'm actually gonna leave this hotel room here in Abu Dhabi in about two hours, and um, I'm heading straight, straight, straight to Florida. Um, so I've got a long, I got a long travel day ahead of me, but um, it's worth it once I get home, see the family, and um, I'll be there for about a month, and then head back to the UK.
2: All right, guys. Um, we're gonna we're gonna go to break, but I have one last little clip, producer. This is the one that's that's um, a pre-show clip. It's just like fifteen seconds, and it was as we were we just got on Zoom, and we oh, were, yeah. we were just and I showed him the picture of his car. I'm not sure how much he'd seen it, but I want to sh- wanted to play this because his reaction was priceless. <laughs> you can hear it in his voice if you're on the radio, but if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, you can uh, you can see his face. Let's play that real quick.
0: Okay. Is that Logan in the background yeah. of your? S- is shot? that Logan in the background yeah. of your s- shot? Yeah, that's your that's your car, Logan,
2: at Abu Dhabi. That's a nice.
4: that's a beautiful sight, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it really is. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, all right, I'll well, let's get started. All right, guys. That was worth putting in. Yeah, I'm
0: I, uh, denied about that, but yeah, his
2: face was so, was priceless there. So, all right, well, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk some Formula One. We're going to talk our favorite stories of motorsports for 2021, and a little more after that. you listen to Speed City live from Austin. Back after these messages. Hey, guys, we are very excited to welcome our new sponsor, All Brewery, to Speed City. These guys make a fantastic beer, and I'm going to let Jonathan talk about it, but I'm going to tell you about it. When I tasted it, I am not a big beer aficionado. I like a nice cold beer, but I'm always worried about a craft beer or a new beer that it's going to have a funky taste, especially aftertaste. This beer was fantastic. I have absolutely no... Uh, No qualms at all that this is my new favorite beer. But, Jonathan, you know why? What makes it so special, the water and the recipe?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, these guys have done their research and do it right, and they've even imported the right water to do it right. I mean, I tell you, this all beer, fantastic. And I'm, uh, you know, most Europeans are snobs about their beer. Uh, and I I'm I'm definitely one of those because you're definitely a snob yes okay. about my beer okay uh, <laughs> because there's no question carbonation has always been my issue here in the states it's over carbonated and our lagers our pilsners and lagers in Europe um, uh, especially German ones are not that heavily carbonated and that's a, a key thing and that's the first thing that uh, hit me was just how well they've done the beer. Uh, it's based out of Fredericksburg. It's, uh, it's, it's got a great tie-in because obviously Fredericksburg, a German town, and now they've got a Texas German beer, and it's cracking. Yeah,
2: and the uh, the facility out there, it's amazing. They've they've really done it right. It's really fantastic. So. So check it out. You can get it at all the local H-E-Bs and everything else, right? Yep.
0: Uh, it's around all around Texas. You can get it. Uh, they sell it in, uh, uh, on, on the shelf there as a Texas beer. But uh, I'll tell you what, you're in, right back in Germany when you drink it. And it's altstatbeer, A-L-T-S-T-A-D-T, beer.com.
2: com. A-L-T-S-T-A-D-T, beer.com.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. Awesome. and this is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City.
0: Uh, all
2: right, welcome back uh, to the show. Yeah, that was Jonathan so. Green. Uh, don't quit your day job, as they say. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> okay, uh, we are going to... Oh, you got a footnote on Logan Sargent. Yeah, I just want to say, hey, guys, um, and I'll, 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 I'll volunteer myself. I am determined to... Give you every piece of information. We've got a Formula One driver, and he is the real deal. This isn't a wannabe. This isn't a, well, somebody's felt sorry because we need Americans and we're growing the sport. No, this is a genuine player. This guy is good. He's good enough. He's raced them all from Schumacher to Pin and everybody else. Um, and he's now had his first F1 test. He's going to be doing simulator work. He's from Florida, so he should get the Friday drive at Florida at least. But he is here to stay. He's in the Williams Academy. We've got a driver. And I'm also going to say he told you he's doing F2 for Carlin. Well, you can watch him on ESPN. Very good point. Yeah, on ESPN, on the app. So download the app if you don't have it, um, and you can not only watch the F1 races, but then switch over or, or at least look at when the F2 races are on. They're on the schedule, and you can be watching those live all season long. Yeah, that's uh, a great point.
3: That's right. Hey, I want to remind folks, uh, yeah, we're streaming on a couple of different platforms. You can put in your comments as uh, as you like. Dee Nelson says, I'm sorry, but if you look at the body of work, Massey should be fired after this season. <laughs> A lot of Another people take for his on head. that, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah I, I, To be honest, he may still have to fall on the sword on this. Um, you know, so I know I heard so many people talking about
2: Charlie Whiting, and I was like, now hang on a minute. Well, Charlie, and, yeah. How many ever, years but, did Charlie, Whiting have? But yeah, oh, exactly. Like,
0: Charlie made mistakes too, of course, but he, they, not publicly. Um, exactly. And exactly. my point is one of the one of the things that both Liberty and the FIA, uh, sorry, and FOM have been working towards and this involves Michael Massey, is being more transparent. That was one of the, hey, guys, you can't have all this cloak and dagger. It's hard enough to understand the rules, so we need to hear everything so then we can be cool Then we know what's happening. But the trouble is it's it's bit them. Uh, It's bit them because... You know, you hear basically all the squabbles that you could hear in an NFL match, yep. for example. Jerry but Jones calling up saying, that wasn't out, or oh, that was out of touch, or that was a touchdown. Well, you kind of get some of that on the sidelines, but I, I, I get your point. You, you yeah. see my point. Yeah. And so I think that is, I, and, and from everything I've read, they are going to address that. And in fact, they are yep. going to ban lobbying to the race director Perfect. and for us hearing it.
3: Yeah, both. Not Perfect. just us hearing it, but yeah. they're going to ban it for. So, so I got one other. So on the topic, let's reimagine the last race, Uh-oh. the last couple of laps, and say what if in the future, in the last five laps of a race, if something happened like we saw that, everybody is red flagged, but the exception being, no, you can't go tweak your car. It's parked from me. You do not mess with it. You don't put fresh tires on it. You don't do anything. It's literally come in the way you are. Sit there, and then we run a green-white checker series at the end. This preserves fuel consumption, preserves the it's sequence. Like frozen in time. Yeah. The whole race just is just frozen in As close as you can come is to, you know, maybe. So you
0: would extra, you'd have to fuel the cars extra, but that's not. No, deal. no.
3: You just come right in and stop on the pit, and nobody touches it.
0: Yeah, but I'm saying for in order to to run both, uh, you know, a long slow down, you know, sure, you got to have a little more fuel, but, but that, yeah, that's not a problem. Those no, two liters plus a, a couple yeah. of Add laps, liter. yeah, change the
3: fuel rules. And so if you little. set that, exactly. that if it happens in the last sure. five laps, this is what's going to happen. Yeah, I think that uh, you know I've had some great conversations with folks that are looking at different genres oh, of racing. If you were just you talking
0: will. to your mom about it, <laughs> yeah, I your tried. mom and him, I tried, mom and him, <laughs> I tried.
2: <laughs> All right, boys, let's talk about our favorite moments in motorsports 2021. It doesn't have to be Formula One, but I think most of ours are going to have at least one of those in there. Les, let's
3: start with you. Oh, man. Favorite things about 2021, Daniel Ricardo and, Lonzo, I mean, and uh, Lando side by side on that team. I think they were the most entertaining combination of people together. Absolutely love that for entertainment's sake. How about one of yours,
0: Alonzo and
3: Lando? Oh yeah, and Daniel <laughs> Ricardo.
2: <laughs> on the same team. He's
0: saying on McLaren. Yeah, yeah, really good. Yeah, uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to go left field here a bit. I, I you know, I, I, being a being, I was not, as you know, I was a Verstappen fan for the this for for the end of the season. In other words, I wanted him to win it because he deserved it, and he's raced so hard, right? Uh, He's broken a few rules. He's overly aggressive, and I hope that we can, you know, deal with that. Um, But he's put on a spectacular form. But I changed my mind in the last two races. And because of Saudi Arabia and because of um, the way Hamilton drove at both Saudi Arabia and at Abu Dhabi, uh, and basically the last four races of the years, to to basically put himself in a position to win the title, outstanding. His driving was brilliant up against uh, an opponent who was willing to crash out. And that was what I was so impressed with: is that Lewis kept his head uh, under the most extreme pressure from a kid who was prepared to crash them both out because he knew he had the advantage. And that, to me, was a, a fu- and, and also his 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 ability to get out of the car and, unlike Toto, throwing things around the garage, he walked <laughs> over to Verstappen. Yeah, oh sorry, he walked straight over to Verstappen <laughs> and congratulated him. Yeah, sure, he didn't go uh, to the uh, prize giving, but who the heck can blame him for that? Uh, and he—it looks as though I the do. new head, the new head of the FIA is going to fine him for that because that's against the rules. I know. As well.
2: I, it's like, oh god, it's, that's that also means a fine. And, uh, the,
0: and the new man said, I'm, uh, "Yeah, if he's broken the rules, he'll pay." Well, I
2: I do agree with with you, Les, that I I think it was like this—they should have gone to the thing. It's like I, I it's, realize it's,
3: it'd sound a lot better if I had a British accent. <laughs> it's petulant.
0: Oh, it is totally petulant. Yeah. What's
2: your number? What's your my number one was. 400,000 people at Coda. That was down. my number two. <laughs> that, that, to me, that was – there's no – for me, yeah. that, was, that was my number
0: one. To be honestly, sure. looking up at that hill, I have never seen – because our commentary booth basically looks – is at the last corner. So we can just creen our necks. In fact, what we do is we nip out of the booth yeah. uh, and look through the railings, and we can see up that hill. And, and you're right. It was goops, bumps, wasn't it, really? Oh, I
2: mean, yeah. we, we knew it on Friday. I mean, yeah. I remember walking out going – what the heck, this looks like Sunday from the other years. Yeah. And I knew right. this was going to be massive.
0: And is, is there any truth to the rumor that people are still still trying to get out now? On, no, on that's from the I Rolling Stones 30? concert. Oh, that's yeah. the Rolling Stones? Yeah. It? Okay. yeah.
3: Hey, but it, to to add on to what this nearly 400,000-person audience did for the U.S., there is speculation. and Well, there, there are folks that already say this proves we could have a third race in the continental U.S. Mm-hmm. And yeah. at first, I'm going, no, no, no. Miami's yeah, already I, sold that, out. That, that's, yeah, Miami's sold out. But I'm thinking, no, 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 no. Y'all are y'all, blowing smoke here. Somebody posted a, basically, a distance dial over several spots throughout Europe and overseas that there are multiple places that there were three races within that distance.
0: Yeah, that, no, that makes sense. Geographically, yeah. I mean, most of the European races are all held in Texas size wise. <laughs> yeah yeah
3: exactly from so, a, a drop so, texas on
0: that map and it, yeah
3: yeah yeah so that kind of dispels what i thought was going to be a defense oh, we don't want to delete the audience here well it, the audience is here
2: well they got a little out of control they had all the on, uh on the saturday press conference they had all the team principals up there and and the crowd was huge on saturday and there were, how many races And i think one of them said five races was it zach yeah, brown was, or was uh, it uh, Gunther it, or, yeah no i think that. it was
0: uh actually i think it was reno that said that no, I, no oh, well,
3: I believe it was Zach, and okay. I think uh, anyway. What's I was everywhere? like, "Hold
2: yeah. on there, cowboy." We, yeah, two races. Let's let's get two races next year. And by the way, Coda, still does contracts. The ink's not dry, but I'm hearing rumors of a five-year contract. That's yeah. that rumor is purely off the internet. I'm not. I haven't talked to
0: Bobby or anything yet. Yeah, fair so. enough. Uh, I would like to. My number two was Austin, but I'll pick a moment, and the moment was an hour before the race. A, a tank top wearing. Uh, Longhorns basketball shirt wearing Ricardo with a straw in his mouth doing his best better than my Texas uh, um, interview with one of the uh, live to all the audience cheering him on. And he was talking about his Dale Earnhardt number three car and that as well. Seeing him drive that car was such a great way to marry yourself to the American audience. Yeah,
2: that was a pretty cool moment.
3: Absolutely.
2: Uh, my what you, what, number two go on. was basically the same as you guys. I put I wrote down the last two races of the year at Saudi Arabia and Abu Dhabi at Saudi, the, the final lap of Max's qualifying.
0: Oh, that's
2: that to me, control. I remember watching that and I was just, just jumped up and was standing there an inch from the television going, Oh my gosh, this he's gonna just annihilate Hamilton's time by like a half a second. And then he kissed the wall at the very last turn. Mm-hmm. And you think and, – and I'm thinking, is that where we are
0: with Max versus Lewis right yeah, now? It's Brady Mahomes. I mean, yeah. you know, it really is. Exactly. The yeah. two best – I mean, that's that's what I'm really hopeful for. You know, there's rumors that Hamilton will, is so despondent he's going to quit Formula One. I don't think that for a minute. Um, but, I, I mean, how lucky are we as fans if we get to see these guys go head-to-head, both of them, for the next couple of years?
2: Yeah, and, my, and the last half of my number two was, of course, that final lap of the race of yeah. the whole season. Yeah. Sure. With Max immediately going for it before anybody thought he would go for it. I mean, he yeah. was going to get it. He was on the soft tires, but going for it immediately. First opportunity. First opportunity, yeah.
3: Hey, we've got uh, we've got somebody in the audience. Thanks, Paul. Says he predicted Benotto would be gone by Friday, and he was wrong. <laughs> but will he survive the off season? Ah. Mm. What, Ferrari's boss? Yeah, yeah, I I I think he probably will.
2: What do you What do you think? It's not it's been an easy this? season for them. No, but um, they do. I mean, considering where they were, yeah. I mean, so fair point. That That's the thing. If you If you're moving up the ladder, even though it's it's still Ferrari, and if you're not in first, then you you could easily be fired. I still think you not better in be
3: first, you're last. I yeah. think he. I think he's showing the improvement and stability that's coming around. All right. Anybody have any more? I have one yeah. more. You got? I do go have one yeah.
0: more. My one more is, and this is a personal one for me. Um, doing Trans Am Coda. Uh, and 52 TA2 cars coming out of the last corner and diving up that hill. <laughs> 52, I a, horsepower. Yeah. I know. I mean, honestly, that was a record number of cars. It was a great season, won, won by Rafa Matos. But to have that many entries, uh, Trans Am, it's never gone away. But it's back and back hard and fast. It really is. Uh, if you have, if you don't know anything about Transam, watch it on CBS Sports Network uh, coming yeah. up this season. We've had a review show, and it'll probably be shown again, but uh, definitely. Uh, I know I'm a little bit biased <laughs> because I work on the championship, but it really is great racing. And if you're it's great, old man. school and you love muscle well,
2: and you love noise. I love the fact that Mr. London's voice is the voice of the American Trans Am series. It's awesome, Jonathan. <laughs> and they love you up there. So
3: you're not sure. But one last comment on Trans Am. What I love about Trans Am is you've got some of the coolest names in that. With the, you know, Willie T. Ribs, yep. Boris said, you've got these names that we know. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, have been around a long time and involved in the racing it's kind of where the legends are right now from from a few years ago i love that jonathan and thanks for keeping pushing it
0: yeah and also you know you mentioned where the, the young guys of nascar are coming as a breeding ground it's from America, and guess where they're coming? We've got several 18-, 19-, 20-year-olds who are all involved because of the road courses, and there's now more in NASCAR. They're learning their road courses in that, in, in Trans Am. So watch out for people like, I'll give you one name, Sam Mayer.
3: Ah, uh, there you go.
2: All right, yep. Yeah,
0: hey, yeah.
3: Um,
2: before I oh, – go to your – All right, list. my last
3: one. My last one is one person, and uh-huh. his performance all year has just rocked it. I'm not talking about Max or Ham. Lando yeah. just killing it with finishing in the points every time, except twice. One of those, he was out of the points. One of those, he was out of the race. But this kid is just killing it out there. And he's definitely one of my I'm just blown sure. away. I like his personality. Yeah. I like his persistence. His maturity on the track is leaps and funny. bounds a, yeah. a beyond what I think we've seen of any of the young drivers coming in in quite a while.
0: Yeah. I, I, You know what? I'm 100% with you on that. He was singing in Austria when he almost won. I mean, just unbelievable he, kid.
2: When he was doing during COVID 2020, when he was doing all the esports, yeah. that's where we learned about his personality. He was hilarious because he was streaming everything. All right. My last one is kind of like yours, John, very personal, but also is good for Austin and good for Koda. And that was when I was standing. Uh, I actually have a clip of this. Um, if the producer has it, I've got a video when I was standing in the pit lane at the NASCAR event, and r- about ten minutes before the start of the race, I was standing in pit lane and I was just in awe, looking around at how many massive number of people were at the NASCAR race. Mm. Uh, it was a goosebump moment because we didn't know, you know, we've seen some races come to Dakota that that didn't draw a lot of folks, and we don't. I yeah. never heard a number. If you were to ask me after seeing every race that's ever been at Coda, I I would say there was between seventy and ninety thousand people at that race, and standing there watching that crowd, uh, that was my that was a Uh, that was my last goosebump moment. There's the video clip, yeah,
3: yeah. Not meaning to be the name dropper or one upmanship here, (sighs) I had never. (laughs) I had the same goosebump goosebump moment there, standing there looking at that, and looking next to me. And Richard Childress standing there. Oh, that's cool. And he is just smiling. And, uh, and you know, remember, this weather was, was less than spectacular. We, I mean, people were wearing waders and floaties. And I turned to him and I said, so what do you think of the track? And he goes, we better come back. And I want to drive on this track myself.
2: Uh, yeah. By the way, I saw that video. That video that I, we just showed was about 15 minutes before the race. There was a handful of empty seats but by the time the race mm-hmm. started there was no empty seats in the main grandstands and up to turn 1
0: can i add a, an extra low point for if we've done all the high points can i can sure. i add one low point wah, wah. we've lost two of the great great american drivers in yeah, in, good the, point. Pre, in the in the last uh, month i met one of them al anza uh, i met him on a plane got his autograph still got the hat uh, <laughs> and bobby who i spent a day with uh and That's right. who i thought was just yeah. amazing i mean i talk about being absolutely in awe i didn't know much about him um until i till i spent some time with him and started looking him up and all the rest of it because it's not my era but what a star and what a family I mean, we talk about the Andrettis a lot, uh, but the Unzers. And, in fact, there's a book coming out, Al Unzer Jr., who I've spent a lot of time, and he came and commentated with me at one of the uh, Trans Am uh, races because he um, uh, is basically helping Chloe Chambers, one of the young girls that's, uh, in Formula 4, as well as um, Ernie Francis Jr. He's got a book coming out, Checkered Past. I think that I love that, be... the name of that. I know. But uh, definitely look it up because that is going to be a good read because... It's warts and all. And if you don't know Little Al's story, it is it is just that. It's a check and pass because he not only was a great driver from a great family, but he also had a lot of addiction issues. All right, I have
2: one final high point of 2021, and it just happened. Oh. Uh, a few hours ago, we had our, our first YouTube video across 50,000 views. Yeah! And Woo-hoo! of all the people that we've interviewed... From Mario Andretti to every Formula One driver on the grid. Gunther. Our most
0: popular interview.
2: Our, our most popular interview. Drumroll, please. Nikita Mazepin. <laughs> is our, is our... Isn't
0: that wild? It's... And I, my theory is not, I mean, it was a great surprising. interview. Well, because we, I mean, he's a house driver. So, of course, we're going to make a beeline for us. The three of us went down there. And honestly, I think it's one of the few English interviews yeah. Um, where you know, and our style isn't to ask about what, what you know, what, what's your qualifying choice, and all. Yeah. ours is to learn more about him, and that's what we did, and that's what's a, such an enga- engaging interview is that he's funny, he speaks brilliant English, he's got a great sense of humour, he even used the expression "maza spin." Um, yeah. So you know, the guy self, self, uh, you know he's He's willing to to laugh at himself, but uh, he hasn't had a great season, but I mean, he's banking, bankrolling roll the team, and so i, I you know I, I really i came away from that going, what a good guy
2: yeah, I, I did too i did I came away thinking this is a human. This is not you know some kid who you know he got trouble groping and all that stuff, but
3: yeah, yeah, no, I'm totally with you on it because he was just. Totally blew away my expectations.
2: All right, we got to go to a break, guys. Uh, When we come back, we'll have a few more stories for you in motorsport. You listen to Speed City live from Austin, Texas, back after this break. When you leave the circuit of the Americas today, you need to go check out our friends at Iron Wolf Ranch and Distillery, just 40 minutes west of Weird in the beautiful Spicewood, Texas. They produce a wide variety of unique, award-winning spirits, including bourbon, whiskeys, gin, vodka, and rums. They're kid-and-dog friendly, with yard games and craig Pizza and Wings on-site every weekend. Enjoy a full bar, tasting room, bottle purchases, and live music when you visit the ranch. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram, and always ask for Iron Wolf at your favorite bars and liquor stores across Texas. Iron Wolf Ranch and Distillery, bowl
1: InnovationUSA.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. This is Willie T. Reb, and you will listen to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in
0: radio, Speed City. Um, We actually went home to my very, very home in Moscow um, for four days. We went to university, went to my country house, um, spent a little bit of family time, did some not so family time things uh probably without the camera switched on but um yeah i've been to i've been to moscow it's a, it's, it's a wild place well you haven't been with me <laughs> no, that's, 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 that i look forward to <laughs> that's my there you go.
2: that's my second favorite part of it but <laughs> when you say that i
0: look forward to well and and that is all true we did world superbikes at moscow 2 years and it, it's it's uh yeah, you talk you about the Wild Wild West, and I'm talking to two Texans here. Uh, it's it's the it's the new Wild Wild West. Put uh, it that way. Well, cool. now, that I was remember,
2: Nikita Mazz- Mazzman, in case you I remember get you
3: it. were talking about being in Red Square, and you were like producing content for what three different networks. Mm-hmm. And instead of walking all the way across the square to where you could change your shirt in private to the other the next logo. Did the police approach you because
1: you're
0: you're well, pulling no, off no, a shirt or something? Oh no, we were being followed the whole time we were there. Any foreigners? I mean, we we had we had a press conference just outside of Red Square, and then we were kind of wandering around. And I, you know, you just doing the tourist thing, but I was doing some yeah some pieces of camera. I know oh, definitely there was a couple of guys who were definitely <laughs> following us about, <laughs> making sure you wow. were walking the street. Straight- wow. Hey,
2: we got some comments on YouTube. I want to talk about. We have we have a young driver apparently, Rob Davis, who's Who's looking for a ride. So he's, We got you, Rob. Speed yeah. City on the back wing. All right, we got yeah. you. Uh, hey, Rob, if, you, if you're anywhere near Austin, Texas, this is, this is now the place. There's plenty of folks can help you here. And we'll we hook had, you up. We had uh, Ray listening from Charlotte, North Carolina. Welcome, Ray. And Sarah Miller said, what are your thoughts on Lewis skipping the F1 gala? We touched on this. I think it was childish. I think they should have just yeah. gone. But, uh, but, yeah, I don't know. That's my opinion. Well,
0: either way. Uh, the new man um mohammed ban Suleiman. is it how do you say his yeah. name yeah i, I don't him? know how to – the
2: new FIA yeah, ger- head he, of he's the taken
0: over from Jean todd nice guy and i've followed his rally career he's very he's probably the most well known and successful middle eastern driver ever um but it's all been in rally and he's the right guy for the job um, but he said already that if it's in the rules, because they were, they pointed out that, that he could get fined for not showing up to the gala and getting his second prize, and uh, he didn't. Uh, and so, yeah, he, he's probably going to get fined again. But, hey, Lewis yeah, has got money. Well, He's got it in the other pocket. Hold he's on. a knight yeah. of the round table, no less. Whatever. All right, well, we all had
2: lots of stories in the show, Doc. Anybody? We've only got about three minutes left. Anybody got one that they've just get, got? Get Sarah
0: Miller to, to send us another question.
2: Yeah, yeah. We're out, almost out of time. If you got another question, throw it into either Facebook or YouTube.
0: Well, and also let's just make a point: we're not going away. We're going to stay on the air uh, throughout the uh, period when we're going to be we're going to be leading up to March and um, the next season. We we may not be
2: next weekend. We're trying to decide. It's the day after Christmas. We're either going to put together a little highlight clip for the whole year, or we may run this same show if we get really lazy. But other than that, we plan on (laughs) being... There you go.
0: (laughs) And there's your answer.
2: There's the the vote from the producer whose vote counts more than anyone. Um, We are, but we're going to stay like Jonathan said. We're going to do every Sunday night until... Formula One season starts again, then we'll be back on national radio. Go to speedcitybroadcast.com to find out what that means. We're going to do every Sunday
0: night until there's an American Formula One champion. <laughs> again. <laughs> hey, that's right.
3: And we've got a exactly. Zoomcast that uh, we're going to wrap up. We've started, you've heard us talk about the mathematical version of managing qualifying uh, with a mathematical scientist. And so we're going to have that Zoomcast over the off season.
2: A Zoomcast? A zoomcast. It
3: out. I don't even know what a Zoomcast is.
2: Well, that's, that's a very fast doing.
3: cast. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be a Mazda that went zoom,
2: zoom, Ain't zoom. Ain't but... that a fishing thing? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let me look at a couple of the stories. You know, one of mine, I, I saw this on motorsport.com, and it struck me. It was talking about uh, can America's top talent still reach Formula 1? It's a really good read. In fact, I'll throw that clip. I'm going to paste that into YouTube so people can go check that out. If, if YouTube will, yeah, it will let me put that link in there. But it's really good because it talks about, all the drivers, including our guest tonight, um, Logan Sargent, and really good article. What do you got, Jonathan?
0: Yeah, just one, one thing that I wanted. To, it's a small story that I saw on GrandPrix.com. Good good website, Joe said. Um, puts it all together and always has a different angle. Um, but Alex Wirtz came out and defended Michael Massey, saying, you know, impossible task, first of all, to replace Charlie Whiting, but also to put up with what he has to put up with on a regular basis, having to not only control the race, but control a bunch of schoolboys uh, who are complaining about their, their driver not getting enough time on the road or whatever it might be. No.
2: Uh, Ray had a quick question. We got, Jonathan, I'll throw it to you. We got about 30 seconds to answer it. How was the F1 world responded to the intro of banked corners on current
0: tracks? You know, that's a really good question. You know, I, I love I'll, it. I'll give you my personal answer. I love it. I oh, yeah. yeah. absolutely love it. I totally loved it in Saudi it. Arabia and loved it more in Holland.
3: Yeah. yeah Zanfort was awesome to me. That's right. You got to go to Zanfort to check right. that out. That was cool. Yeah, that was a great one.
2: Yep. All, right, all right, gentlemen, we are done. Thanks, everybody. Um, if you want to find out more about us, go to speedcitybroadcast.com, and we are active on both Facebook and Twitter. Uh, I'm trying to do more on YouTube. If you're watching, if you haven't subscribed, hit the like button. We need some likes so we can grow our YouTube account, and we'll talk to you next Sunday night.
3: Ciao, y'all. Happy, Happy holidays.
0: Trail.